I'm Leslie Raven. On the uh, sheet today, it says that I'm from the University of the Arts London, and I used to work at the University of the Arts London, London College of Fashion, where this research initiated, but I recently relocated back to my hometown in Stockport of Manchester. And so I'm now freelancing and undertaking a part-time doctorate at Staffordshire University. So that's a little bit about me and the context here. So the, the work that I'm going to talk to you about today originates from a fellowship that I, under, that I undertook whilst I was at the University of the Arts London, London College of Fashion. And I was working in widening participation within fashion and I, um, accept, I was awarded a fellowship with a fellow tutor at the uh, London College of Communication who was running an FDA that had closed, that was in the process of, clo of, being, of being closed, um, in graphics. And so we decided to work together to undertake a fellowship to look at how we might improve, wide, how we might improve employability for widening participation students. That was a huge piece of work that involved looking at all levels of students, first, second, third year, pre-students who were about to enrol and alumni. We looked at tutors teaching fashion and teaching graphics and those involved in work placements and we also looked at the industry and that was a huge document that has amazing findings but it was just absolutely huge in itself and so what happened was that we went on to look at what I'm going to talk to you about in a while, um, in a moment, about um, just looking at the placement experience because there was just so much work to unpack from everybody but I can talk to people later about that and I can share that document with you. Um, so a little bit of context that supports what Andy was saying and what other speakers have said today is that we're sitting within this neoliberalised, marketised educational system that's providing lots of stresses for everybody. And um, looking at what Kerrins has said and what Andy said is a perspective of a primary role of higher education is economic, aimed at helping students prepare for work. And then further looking at uh, Nigel Carrington from the University of the Arts London and others, and he's saying... Mainstream art and design education is in flux due to reforms such as the priority for STEM subjects leading to threats to creative subject knowledge development and that in turn impacts on UCAS applications and what do parents listen to, do they listen to the newspapers, do they listen to the government, should they be promoting their child, their young a person within the family to go into art and design, are they going to get a career, what is the impact of that career, how successful are they going to be. So these questions have been long ongoing. If we go back to Morley in 2001, they're looking for core skills within higher education to be designed and developed. This has been going on for years. It's not something new at all. And we look and link it back to education because we are hopefully academics. We are the theorists. We're looking to link this all together. And we look at Biggs, who says that curricula in most universities are overwhelmingly declarative. And what we're actually looking for is a functioning student as well. And I think there are dichotomies between theory and practice, and particularly within art and design, and I can talk more about this later, is we're looking at, in art and design, you're always talking about your own identity and yourself as a student and your sketchbook and how you design and how you articulate that. And then you go into um, the industry and suddenly it's not about you anymore, it's about the client and the brief and how do you bridge that gap from it all being about you to suddenly it being about this other client and how you meet those briefs. So what I'm going to focus on today is on the student experience within placements and I'm going to look at some report examples. We looked at 
fashion students reflective reports and we looked at graphic design students reflective reports and that in itself automatically creates another dichotomy in that um, Moon talks about difficulties in the fact that a reflective report in itself reflection suggests the idea that we're talking emotively about our personal experiences and then report is linked more to academia and a theory and an essay and at London College of Fashion and at LCC the students were asked to do this at once I note from what um, other speakers were saying that the students were asked to be reflective and to answer questions and feedback and structured in different ways but at UAL they were asked to just just to write a reflective report and that was really difficult for them how did they get in the theory along with the emotive and that was quite difficult so what I'm showing you here is best practice examples that come from graphic design students. Fashion students and graphic design students shared very similar experiences, but the way they articulated that in the production of the report was hugely differing. All of the fashion students that we looked at, I think we looked at 14 fashion students, so not a huge amount, but still a worthy amount, 14 fashion students and 14 graphic design students. All of the fashion students had a written word process document that had almost no headings. It had no illustrations. There was no guide or summary or conclusion. It was a textual dialogue that was hard to read as an assessor. We're meant to be assessing these and gaining insights from industry because we don't have time to go out into the industry anymore. Um, and it was very difficult to read. The graphic design students produced PDFs that were a lot easier to look at. And that's what I want to concentrate on, this best, best practice that hopefully we can begin to learn from. So here, you have the students that are using their subject-specific design skills. And we're calling on graphic design, but I think today, through blogging and through all of our Facebooking and all of the different digital things that we do that Andy again was talking about, we all use headings, we all kind of summarise things, we look at indents, we use pull quotes, and that automatically draws you into the trial day, the initial thoughts, um, many unfamiliar faces and places. This little illustration here, it leads you in immediately to thinking and understanding more about the student. And I think that student writing that illustration then makes you kind of think, oh, they obviously, they're, they're feeling a little bit just that way, they're not quite sure. You help to understand that a little bit better. So they're using their subject-specific design skills. Um, they used visuals throughout, and that helped an objective and a subjective interpretation of the placement. So here the student is starting with an objective idea where they're just looking and going around. They're photographing within the team who's who and who's what and what do they do. So you start quite objectively, but then subjectively, they're writing underneath little things like um, there's the designer, but they love crisps and they do this every day. And they start to, through, if we go back to a theory, we start by linking it to our communities of practice and thinking about objects of reification. Whereas you go into a workplace, you're nervous, is it college, is it not, where am I, I'm not quite sure, and then you see the computer, and then you see the photocopier, you, and you begin to identify with these things that are going on that you can understand a little bit better. And so through so taking photographs and documenting that, it facilitates the student first to have a, maybe a more realised objective understanding, and then that leads more into a subjective understanding where you're looking 
looking at different members within the team and how they're relating and what they're doing and what the office environment looks like and what's on the wall and why is it on the wall and what's the purpose of that and so through that linking again back to communities of practice we're beginning to look at mutual engagement amongst the team and shared repertoires and joint enterprise where you're looking at user designers how many user designers are there in the room what's the account manager doing and where's the art director and the student begin, can begin to feel placed within that and have a comment upon it and I think if the student didn't have these visuals maybe they wouldn't be able to articulate in the same way because we're not all great at writing essays creative students art and design students hate writing an essay and it's almost that a picture paints a thousand words and again here, looking at the wall, this is just an example of working in a magazine. And so you start at the beginning of the week and you go through and the wall builds. So you can see how, what each page is doing towards the end of the week. And that gives the student the idea of, just as you were talking about a moment ago, of your role, what is your role, and the fact that it impacts upon the rest of the team and the importance of that. And one student on placement had the role of doing the wall every week. And that's quite a big task for someone who might be quite shy the one they've got to take it all down and then they've got to put it all back up again so that all the team can constantly refer, refer to this huge communication board that builds the magazine and you don't get that in a college experience because you might have a brief where you do work in a small team but not to this extent really the other thing that was really important important um, and i've referred to it a moment ago was the student self as a designer you're often you know you, there's your sketchbook and you're designing and you're thinking about yourself and then suddenly you've got to start thinking about the industry and when do those shifts take place and I think the student here asking another member of the workforce to take their photograph really helped them realize that so again he could reflect immediately reflection is a really difficult thing you need an other to do it with and here you again you're developing through communities of practice you're developing a shared repertoire you're asking somebody can you help me can you take a photograph you're then looking back on it and you're referring you're going back to the experiential learning cycle you're thinking about reflection in action reflection on action and reflection for action how did I feel then when I was doing that task and what would I change and how would I do it again in the future again Taking photographs, again, helps students articulate something that is really difficult to talk about. Doing a pitch or a presentation. I could say I did a presentation to my children at home, and they wouldn't have a clue. They'd think maybe, oh, was I on Dragon's Den in that kind of scenario? Or was it more, um, or what's the other one called? Um, I can't think of the name of it now. But another situation where young people are presenting to other people in an environment towards working in a business world. And that kind of differs. And if you haven't worked within this, this environment and you're not very good at English language, you're not going to write that and your tutor is not going to understand that. Maybe you might not get your good work for it, good mark for it. So here, there's a student who's actually presenting what she's doing within the industry to some younger students who have come in to understand that. And just looking at her body language, how she's moving, what the studio layout's like, help to articulate that a little bit better. Something that was really good that the student did, I don't expect you to be able to read these, but what the student did was they wrote down every bit of advice that was said to them on day one and throughout their placement experience. Oh, you should do this, or remember that, oh, when I was a student, blah, 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 blah. That student wrote, those wrote them down, collated them, and then reflected on them and wrote about them at the end. Brilliant, a really good idea, such as keeping the diary, but just do it, you know, get the students just to write it on post-it notes and learn from that. 
Another thing, and again, I, I realise that this is graphic design and that these students are, you know, this is what they do, they're good at doing this, and this is a really good way of what they did within a seven-week placement. And it just gives you insight into, they were working in a magazine, how many covers did they do, how many emails did they do, wedding images that they saw, flat plans layout, and soft drinks. So they're putting in a bit of humour, they're showing how hard they're working, but I just think, again, it emulates much better for the tutor who's assessing this what's actually going on and I think um, Sally Brown and others writes about 50 tips on assessing and in what and in that she says that the placement experience should be about the work produced not that much about what they're writing about what they're <laughs> what they're doing depending on how you write about it and I have to say that the fashion students um, reflective logs did not detail what they produced Whereas the graphic students here, you can see how those skills at college are being applied. Even if they're not highlighting it, they're beginning to talk about it here, and we can see that evidence. Here there's an image of Loaded, and what I'm looking, what I've um, identified here is um, workplace compromise. And what can often happen is that a student, particularly a student in London, goes into an office such as Chat Magazine or Loaded, and with that, it's heavily loaded with that mass media of what that environment is about. And how does the student articulate that? And if through using the image, we all immediately go, oh yeah, Loaded, I know what you mean. Whether you work for Loaded or you think Loaded is good or bad, it doesn't matter. You have an understanding or an inkling of what the student might be thinking about. And through the student seeing the image, they then then can begin to articulate about the brand identity. So rather than maybe getting lost in talking about preconceptions and ideas of what Loaded might be about and how much the team might go drinking or whatever, they actually start to talk about the business of Loaded, what is produced, what is done, how they feel working in there, and they develop a professional persona rather than just talking about it. And here, again, this is a graphic student doing this, but there's two slides that are showing, and again, you can't see them, but it's showing the before and the after of the placement experience. Um, and there's another slide here that shows that by a different student. It's kind of like what their expectations were, how did they feel, what skills were learned, and in a simple graphic, they just began to do that. And I think we can all do that. We don't necessarily have to be artists or designers. As icebreakers, we're often asked to write down, how do you feel now? How do you feel at the end? And I just think through these little tips, we can learn a lot from art and design and particularly graphic design students and I think for the future it's beginning to look at what, what course the student is studying, particularly in art and design and looking at the key skills of that course so for example a fashion student who's in much more design way might begin to record their placement experience in more of a sketchbook way rather than a digital report and begin to balance those two together so here um, just to finish up quickly, we ran a tutor focus group um, and during the tutor focus group we gave them extracts from some of the reports, both the graphic ones and the fashion ones. And again, there were similarities. The concepts of work experience is daunting. The preparation for work experience should be early on course with the tutor to help that bridge that gap. Reflection should encourage the development and application of discipline-specific skills. And placement learning contributed to increased confidence, efficacy, understanding and realism of the design process. And our most important findings were that students on short-term places appeared to generate as much or better reflection than those on the year-long. Graphic students had done short placements, fashion students were on one year. And 
I think the fashion students got, um, I think you called it the dark side, and I kind of understand it as the micro-politics, I think as Cecilia Whitchurch might talk about it, or Penny Spark. And it's those little things where going into the office, picking up on a manager's um, emotions of the day and how you feel about that, and understanding those. So shorter-term places simulate and align better with industry working professional timeframes, and we should follow that. And there's a brief bibliography, and I have mentioned other authors as well, and if you contact me, I'm happy to share that with you.